I am sitting here with one of the legendary hip hop artists from our city, Twan Mac. Now, if you know him, you know he makes adult contemporary hip hop. He doesn't waver from it. That is his wheelhouse. And if you hear that term, most likely somebody heard it from him and they have <laughs> gravitated and taken it on as their own. How are you doing, brother? I'm good, Ellie. And you got a lot of nerve to call me a legend because you was putting it down <laughs> too. you and Black Elephant. So you think you can sneak in the door through the side door. Look, it, don't work, it don't work that way around here, sis. <laughs> Look, nah. this is all about you and what you have going on right now. And the legendary movement that you've been a part of leading in our city. Now, I was talking about the term adult contemporary hip-hop where did that come from because it's, it's perfect okay well um many years ago i want to say about mm, about seven years ago when i was contemplating getting back into this because at first this was a litmus test i had left hip-hop we'll talk about like what happened pre-game in terms of what's going on now but i was contemplating getting back into it and i put out a couple records um they didn't get like any like big acclaim or anything but like one of my boys in the Bronx, a brother by the name of Gino McKee, he heard it and he was like, bro, you make an adult contemporary hip hop. And I was like, oh, really? Like, okay. And, mm -hmm. I, and, it, and it sat on me for a minute and I was like, you know what? You're right. I am making music. I'm making music for the for the people that pay the mortgages, the people with responsibilities, the people that buy those expensive jeans for those children. I rhyme for them. I don't necessarily rhyme for like the you know the 16, the 25. If they gravitate to what I'm doing, that's all beautiful. But I'm rhyming for like the the you know the people my age, your age, things like that. So and there are a, a set of youth who are still into the lyricism, the vinyl, you mm -hmm. know, the, the the nostalgia of early 90s hip-hop, and they want that feel, and they want the type of music that their parents or their aunts and uncles grew up loving. I mean, you can easily see it with how these kids are obsessed with Tupac and Biggie and early Nas and, and Arrested Development and, like, mm -hmm. just these artists who help sh shape and create the culture and took the culture on a commercial ride that ended up being very successful for them without compromising. I agree. I mean, right now, um, uh, one of my brethren, one of my contemporaries, Raskast, one of the East Coast lyrical kings. Oh, for sure. His two sons, two of his sons are in a group called Coastal Contra. Mm -hmm. And it's like a new age leader of the, leaders of the new school. Oh, for and they sure. go And they're going buck wild. They're crazy. They're they, they, they killing the stage. Their bars are stupid. And like you said, it's all renaissance. It's all nostalgia. And shouts out to Shalina and uh, Fidel, True School, because mm -hmm. they're teaching the babies the foundation. They're making sure that the babies understand vinyl and the importance of the history, the business side of it, the artistic side of it. So I definitely want to shout them out because that correlates with everything you just said in terms of the, the babies being aware of this nostalgic movement, this renaissance movement. And, you know, there are artists now that are are seen as, you know, I call it hip-hop artists, mm. you know, like the Nickies and the Waynes. But when it boils down to it, they can their pens move. Absolutely. Absolutely. They can write. Absolutely. And you can hear that influence of early 90s hip hop because that's what they were listening to. Absolutely. So they can weave in and out that space. And that's something I think you do really well. Thank you. I think you can weave in and out of being super lyrical and then hitting those punchlines for people who need that that wrap up, mm. um, that witty ending to a verse or to a song or putting a twist on it. That's one thing I've always valued about you mm. and your musicality of it too. It's always so catchy. Mm. She got me turning red up in here, y'all. I'm, I'm yellow. I'm not high yellow, but I'm I'm yellow like I'm just off like light brown and right now I'm turning red cuz Ellie just complimented me. Oh, and she doesn't understand how much I respect her like 
she she said it's about me, but she was a, a monster in her day too. So we ain't gonna let that slide out the side door. But yeah, I just I'm a thinker. Um, I was always into like my English classes. I took French, um, and so. I got A's and B's in that stuff when I was in MPS at John Marshall. So it's just something that stuck with me. Like I've loved words since I was a child. Like, mm -hmm. like, um, and then like tongue twisters, like you say, inexplicably mimicking him, inexplicably mimicking him hiccuping, like things like that have always like astounded me in terms of being able to bend the language and whatnot. So I'm still a student of the game. I study like people like Locksmith. Um, I study um, Sci High. I study um, Lupe is still a, is a is a deity oh, sure. to me. So you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm I'm still a like at no time, regardless of what my what my um my birth certificate says, do I stop being a student? Right. right you know what right. I mean. And because at that point, then you might as well get in the box and put on a suit and let them throw dirt on you because you're kind of over the minute you think you know everything. So I appreciate the compliment. I do try to make sure that I try to get uh, better with time as opposed to in the reverse. So let's talk about your your platform you could just be making hip-hop music and be done with it mm. but you talk to the people who have grounded and created the culture you have built this community around you mm. and people can hear that on your podcast mm. so tell me a couple of people that you've talked to that the average person wouldn't wouldn't know if you're if you're into 2000s hip-hop Tell me a couple of names of influential people and why they're so influential. Well, um, let's start with let's start with the father, Cool Herc, hey. who, who founded, who along with his contemporaries, August eleventh, nineteen seventy three, um, started this culture in right. the Bronx. Right. So I got a chance to spend extensive time with Herc and actually have him tell me like, don't stop. Like you gotta you 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 have the torch. And so you have to keep it going. Mm -hmm. um, people like the rhyme animal, Chuck D, mm -hmm. um, who, I mean, you you guys have, there's a, a, a series, Fight the Power, on PBS that right. he produced. Like, Chuck is ultra important to the culture. And to this day, he still stands ten, so, ten toes down in this culture, making sure that the babies is getting educated. Um, people like, who, who can I keep going? Um, gosh, Mumu Fresh. Oh, Mumu goodness. Fresh, right? Mumu. She it's just ridiculous. followed me the other day out of nowhere. I had followed her like two years ago, and I didn't, and I forgot about it. And I looked <laughs> up, and she saw that I was getting ready to go tour, and she followed me back, and she sent me some words of encouragement. So, mm -hmm. you know, powerful, assertive, thought-provoking people. I, I just try to align myself with. They say, like, if, if you shoot for the moon, if you miss, you land amongst the stars. So that's kind of like part of my mantra in terms of um, – I'm in Milwaukee, but I'm not of Milwaukee, meaning that it's not to say that I'm disrespecting where I'm from because I'm 53206, um, I'm day. born and bred, All right? Day, but, but nonetheless, like, my goals are global. Mm -hmm. the, the people I deal with, we I deal with on a global basis. I speak to people overseas on a daily basis. So that's just something that I pride myself in, and I'm just glad that it's being, it's being received as well as it is. And speaking of the PBS special um, about hip-hop, we watched a conversation between the host of Black Nouveau and Gerard Blanks of Milwaukee Film. And your name was mentioned amongst the creators, the foundation of hip-hop in Milwaukee, along with Arrested Development, Cuckoo Cow, uh, a bunch of artists out of our city who really created the 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 who laid the tracks mm -hmm. for artists that are coming out now like the Huey V's and the Lakia's mm -hmm. and Party at Four. Mm -hmm. How does it feel to be labeled amongst the legendary groups of Milwaukee hip hop? Um, it's a great feeling because I remember putting in the work. Like Ellie, I did my first show when I was 11 years old. 
like I was a transplant. I moved from Milwaukee to New Jersey, South New Jersey, at the at the inception of when hip hop was still an infant. Like mm-hmm. hip hop was literally only six years old when I moved to New Jersey in '79. So I learned my hip hop in the tri-state area, right outside of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. eighty minutes eighty minutes uh, south of of New York City. So when I came back to Milwaukee, um, still eleven years old. Um, also got to shout out Dr. B because I did my first show with Doc B. Of course, Doc. at Vince. At, yeah, can't forget Doc. <laughs> like a lot of people, like can't overlook Doc because I remember Doc. We were dealing with eight tracks. Hip hop wasn't even out in 1977. Oh my goodness! It was still Confunction and Funkadelic and um, P. Bo Bryson and Donny Hathaway and Roberta Flack. I could go on and on, right? So artists late, later on to be sampled. <laughs> exactly, James Brown, etc. So mm-hmm. Doc and I. Um, I was 11 years old. Doc was probably a sophomore or junior at, at Vincent High School. And the summer of 81, uh, right before school got out, they had a big talent show at, at Vincent High School. And he and I won. And I was tiny, like I was a little bitty something. So I, don't, I think that had something to do with it, the fact that I was so tiny. And Doc was this football player. And here's this little dude rapping and rhyming. Like still had bars back in 81. So, hey. so it felt good. It's, it, it just feels good to see like hip-hop thriving. Um, and to still be able to do it at a high level and people to actually respect it, like have the respect of your peers and actually be able to connect with people like Ishdar, um, Wave Chappelle, Mm because that's something that I pride myself on, Ellie, is that, um, yeah, I'm connected with the the foundation. I am foundation. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, like it's important to build bridges and forge alliances with our young people. And so um, even a few years ago, I want to say like three, four years ago, Ishtar and I did a record together. And it blew yeah. me away because Ishtar didn't need me, Ellie. Ishtar already had a platform. He was already um, a, a, a minor a minor star in that movie White Boy Rick with Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. He didn't need me. Right. We got that record done, though. But you've partnered with a lot of people. You've partnered with Dame. Mm-hmm. You've partnered with um, Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. You've been on a lot of different people's projects and a lot of different people's radars for years. How mm-hmm. do you keep yourself relevant in this moving landscape of hip-hop because you've been able to do that quite brilliantly well thank you your name still rings bells thank you i'm studying i'm a student ellie the minute i stop being a student i'm over with the minute i think that i got all that i know that my rhyme style is just supreme and like i can learn something from a trap rapper Mm -hmm. i can learn something from a drill rapper like you'd be surprised if i told you some of the little dudes i like in drill i'm not gonna talk about it right now but I'm just that dude where I listen to everything from Gil Scott Heron to to Devo to the latest drill rapper. Right. Because there's something, there's an element of me in all of them and an element of the, I want to I be able to, like, I'm still molding myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, Miles wouldn't put his horn down if he was still alive. Miles wouldn't put his horn down. Right. Regardless of what his, Ella, Ella, Ella Fitzgerald wouldn't stop singing, right? Right. No matter what the birth certificate says. So having said that, I'm going to I'm going to consistently always be a student and no matter if I if I listen to it a second or a third time I'm going to listen at least once. I have to in order to stay viable because music is constantly evolving, the culture is constantly evolving. We yeah. have the foundation but people are there's this social media thing, how the world has shrunk from six degrees of separation to two degrees of separation. Mm-hmm. It's imperative that if you actually call yourself an artist, you have to be an artist. You have to be you have to be into the eclectic and the gangster. Not necessarily say that you have to emulate it, but at least give it a listen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you're talking about the evolution of the artistry. And part of that evolution is 
not sitting behind a screen, actually taking your music to the people. Mm. And that's exactly what you are getting ready to do. You are about mm. to hit the road and go on tour with another foundational entity from our city, mm-hmm. Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. So tell me how this happened. Um. Well, to preface it all, Todd Thomas, a.k.a. Peachy, a.k.a. Speech, <laughs> is from Milwaukee. Of course. Um, Rufus King High School, UW-Milwaukee. We're Panthers, right? Mm-hmm. So I've known Speech since he was known as Peachy in, in the mid-'80s, right? When his dad owned the Fox Trap. May God be pleased with Mr. Robert Thomas, who recently just transitioned. Mm-hmm. So having said that, we always, like, we always ran in the same circles. So eventually, uh, we ended up at UWM, and... Um, um, out of out of nowhere, speech to start making this different music because before that he was making like straightforward hip hop. Long story short, Arrested Development went on to, to um, be a multi Grammy, um, um, a two time Grammy, multi platinum selling group. He now he's been in in Georgia in Atlanta for the last thirty years with his beautiful wife Yolanda. Shouts out to my sister Yolanda. He's been he's been down there, but he never took his tentacles out of Milwaukee. Right from Robbie's Corn Roast. To working with me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So here we are. Um, when I when I jumped back into this like four or five years ago, he heard like one of the he heard like a couple of records of mine, and he saw my videos because I'm also a visual person too. Yes. I like I'm into the video thing. I don't want you just to hear the record. I want you to see how I'm going to perform it. What mm-hmm. does it sound like? But what does it also look and feel like? So he saw a couple of videos, and he sent me a sent me a DM, and he's like, "Bro, we're gonna get you overseas." And this is this is pre-COVID. Right. So. Um, I know him as I know I take him as his word at his word because he's also allowed me to produce on his second album Zingle Lama Dooney. Like I produced, I did a remix on the flip side of what he did um, when he did Ease My Mind. I did a song called Africa's Inside Me on the flip side of what he and DJ Premier did. Mm-hmm. So I know him as I take him at his word. COVID came. We were getting ready to go to Dubai. Everything got shut down. The world shut down. Oh my goodness! Soon as the soon as a little crack in the door came and it was like we can go. This time last year, he called me. I was like, yeah, yeah. He, he called me. He was like, we out of here. I was already on a, on on a speech solo album and the last Arrested Development album for the F and Love, which features a plethora of artists: Moni Love, Big Daddy Kane, Sugar Hill Gang. I'm through. I, I can go on and on. I'm yeah. on that album for the F and Love, mm-hmm. de- produced by Configure out of the UK. Um, and so he was like, I'm taking you overseas. I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, and it was like surreal. It was a surreal moment. So we ended up doing Barcelona, Madrid. Alicante, uh, um, Switz, uh, not, we did, uh, uh, yeah, we did Switzerland, um, we did Copenhagen, Denmark, we did, um, Paris, and then, I mean, he's been, always been my brother, but the, the bonds just grew even deeper, and he realized, he saw how serious I was about this, that I'm ultra committed, because I am, yeah. from the merch, to the performance, to the videos, I'm not going away, I'm just like him, he's been touring vibrantly for the last 30 years. The only thing that stopped the rest of development from touring has been COVID. COVID, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's still very it's still very viable and very um, very appreciated in places like Japan, mm-hmm. um, Brisbane, um, Hamburg. I could go on and on. That's a worldwide group. So for him to come back around and say, Twine, this time, you're the, like, I'm letting everybody know that you are the opener and you get to sell your merch. You get to... Um, you gonna handle our merch because I'm I'm wearing all a bunch of hats this time around, Ellie. Okay. I'm handling merch. I'm okay. shaking hands. I'm kissing babies. <laughs> and it's just a it's, a, it's it, a dream come but, true. But that that to me speaks to the point where I want to go 
why do you think now artists are kind of saying, wait, 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 this song that I make, there's still an audience. There's still an audience. If I was an artist in the early 90s or the mid 90s or even early 2000s, I could still do this because you see artists coming back saying, wait, 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 wait. If y'all taking hip hop to the next level, y'all have to understand the foundation. I'm the foundation. When you saw that celebration of 50 years of hip hop, everybody that was on that stage, they were our age or older or more mature. And I think when kids see that the, the Queen Latifah they love from the commercials or for the movie is one of the illest MCs to ever do it, or, you know, MC Light, the voice of BET, all of that. I mean, when you see that, you understand the culture a lot more. Mm. Why do you think why do you think people our age? I mean, LL is going back on tour. That's crazy. As he should though. As Ellie. he should. Ellie, like if Jimi Hendrix was still amongst us, would we tell him to put the guitar down? Absolutely not. No. We wouldn't. So we're not going we're not going to pigeonhole hip hop and let people do what they want to do with it and say you're over at 33. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're 25, you need to stop and go find something else to do. No, because the older you get, I got so much to talk about. There's more stories to tell. Absolutely. Been around, I watch I watch my friends, my contemporaries, Miss Element go from <laughs> MC, college student, to wife, to producer. Okay, yeah. so that's yeah. just so that's just a microcosm of my life. You're mm-hmm. just a okay, so but I have so many other stories of people that I've watched. Mm-hmm. They're a part of me, right? Yeah. So I got so much to talk about. Like my subject matter is 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 Crazy. is indelible. Like I, I don't I, I I can talk. I'm already an orator, but based on my experiences, why would I stop talking now? You what do you know when you're 17? What do you know when you're 25? You think you know everything, mm-hmm. but you don't. Mm-hmm. Even if my golden age that I'm at right now, I don't know. I'm still a student. Mm-hmm. Got so much more to live in, to live, God willing, right? So. um it's just we had an it's some an important time and we need to forge alliances with the babies. That's important right now. And so that's the reason why I do the music because there was a point in time where I was ready to be the old man on the soapbox talking about you shouldn't make that. You talked about doing it. Nah man. I know how I felt in eighty eight when I had a high top fade and I had a Bucks jacket and mm-hmm. I had an SB twelve hundred and I was taking my mom's records sampling them. Absolutely. And she was like, When are you gonna bring my dang records back? <laughs> like for real, Ellie, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I know how it feels to be criticized. Yeah. So I don't want to be in that bag. You know, I love that because I think there's a whole movement now that has landed on artists like City Girls or Lotto. And I, from my perspective as a woman who makes hip hop music, I think there is a space and place for everybody. There is a space and place for everybody. And these women having sex positive music is similar to... You know, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. It's similar to the artists that we've already had. We had Kim. We had Foxy. You know, we have different imagery now, but they're making music that we've heard already. So why do you think people are looking at the City Girls and Lotto and artists like that in such a negative light now? Do you think it's our generation or do you just think it's the culture now that women shouldn't be speaking on behalf of their experience during intimate moments? Listen... Red Fox, Millie Jackson, they all preceded all of this. Mm-hmm. Blowfly, Rap Dirty. Mm-hmm. This was out before probably Lil' Kim and all of them was born. Mm-hmm. Um, Lotto, 
they weren't around when Bullet Fly and Millie Jackson was doing her thing, right? Right. So things go in cycles. And right now, I always tell people we're in a, a movement of women's liberation, and rightfully so. Because in my opinion, coming from um, being partially raised by my mother and my grandmother, I know I've seen the struggles. I don't know because I'm not a woman, obviously, but I know I've seen the struggles of a woman. Mm -hmm. So I understand that now the floodgates are open and people should be able to, to talk about what they want to talk about. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's for me. Mm -hmm. And if I had a daughter, that it would be for her. But but in terms of me censoring or telling somebody what to talk about, I don't have that right. What I do have the right, though, is to get on my platform and present things the way that I see them. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's the beauty of the social media. That's the beauty of the world shrinking from six degrees to two degrees mm -hmm. is that you can find your demographic. You can find the people that appreciate what you do and you can reach out to them and you can flood them. Yes. I got people waiting on me right now, Ellie. When I get to Amsterdam, people want hoodies. They want sweatshirts. They, they want T-shirts. They want the rest of developments, um, merch. I want some stuff. I got you. I promise you. <laughs> I, you can have my word on that, sis. I got you. I got you. Uh, let me ask you this. What are you working on? Because as an MC, I know there's always work ideas rolling in the back of your head or there's something you're writing on, you're working mm. on. Are you creatively working on what you want your show to look like or are you working on new material? What what What's something you're working on? So I'm very blessed because for a while, I won't say, I wasn't pigeonholed, but I wanted a certain kind of DJ because mm -hmm. I come from a DJ. I come from the era of like J Jazzy Jeff, yeah. Jam Master J, may God be pleased with him. I come from that era, um, um, Cash Money from Cash Money and Marvelous, like mm -hmm. real DJs, right? So I asked the I asked the hip hop guys to provide me somebody that challenged me, mm -hmm. and lo and behold, brother walked up on me and was like, "Man, I want to work with you." I'm talking about Sway Tracks. If you know New Styles, yeah. I know you do. Of I'm course. just making sure the people hear these <laughs> names, New Styles and, and Sway Tracks. Like these are DJ assassins. Oh, and, for sure. And and Sway. Not only being a, a DJ, he's a dope producer. And then besides that, he's a humble person. And so the hip-hop guys crossed me in his brother's paths, and it's, and it's a no-brainer. So right now, when you ask what I'm working on, we're, we're channeling, if you remember, Step Into the Arena um, by Gangstar. Mm -hmm. And you remember Hard to Earn by Gangstar. That's the vein that we're in. Like mm. he, I'm the I'm the MC. He's, he's the DJ. DJ. Yeah. We going in and we and we everything is thought provoking. We're challenging each other. We in terms of our in terms of our shows. No show is ever going to be the same based on the fact that I found the DJ that I've waited for like basically my entire life, and um, everything from the merch to the videos to the shows to the public speaking. Whether we talk to kids and, and give them hip hop education. I found my, my, my other half musically. And so the, the sky's the limit for Suede and I. And we're, right now we figuring out a name. I gotta, I'm gotta. i gonna tell you off off of off of here what the, some of the names that we're thinking about right now, one of the names that we're thinking about rather. But um, channeling Guru, mm -hmm. may God be pleased with him, and, and Premier in terms of that real hip hop, that essence hip hop that was eclectic, it was thought provoking. That's where we're at right now. So, and amongst other things like just getting up using his passport, Ellie. So speaking of passports, that's where I wanted to go. Where are we going? Where are we leaving to go to tomorrow? Um, we are Saturday. We will, when I say we, the rest of development family hey. and myself, Twan Matt, adult contemporary hip hop artist from Kareem City, AKA Milwaukee, will be pulling up in Switzerland. We'll start off at the Q factory, which is one of the most important venues in Switzerland when it comes to music, live music. We're going to tear that show down. God willing, and then we will proceed to do mm, 13, 14 more shows 
we're going to do like 15 shows in 18 days. Wow. And so that will there will be like other artists throughout the UK that will that will start the shows off and then I'll come on and get the crowd going crazy and then two-time Grammy winner Arrested Development will hit the stage and give you the 30th anniversary of People Every Day. Hey. And also Tennessee, which people don't know, Ellie Tennessee is one of the top 500 songs of all time. Oh, for sure. Not top 500 rap songs. Right. Top 500. We're talking about Let It Be, mm-hmm. Beat It. Mm-hmm. And so, Respect yeah. Respect Aretha Franklin. Exactly. Yeah. So, I'm, I can't. Like, I love the giddiness all over you right I'm now. I'm 19 because again. Because from Ellie. Milwaukee. Ellie, right? this is 30 years that yeah. he didn't have to choose me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Could have went and got anybody. He yeah. know everybody. Mm-hmm. He could have got anybody. Mm-hmm. Came and got me. Thank God. Rightfully so. Thank you so much for joining me. And I'm so excited about this tour. I know there's going to be tons of video because the last tour, <laughs> it was so giddy. Just to, it was. I was excited to see all of the footage that you were grabbing from all around the world. Mm. Like This is also what artists nowadays need to see. Your talent can take you all around the world. And you're an exciting example of Stay the course, be serious about your craft, do not play with it, and you could be like Tuan Mac. You could tour. You could you could you can have your life here and make your print on the city, but you can also end up in a cafe in Switzerland yo, all off of hip hop. Yo. The Jazz Cafe in London is one of the biggest venues. Everybody that I that I love in hip hop is performed there, and my contemporaries uh, that I talk to, from Sadat X, from Brand Nubian to Elder Sensei from Artifacts, they all tell me like, "Twan, you in for an experience?" Because they love it. It's a different, it's just a different kind of animal in the UK. And Speech has told me that too. He mm-hmm. just said, "Just wait, you about to see it." And we're doing a tour bus this year, so I'm tour bus Twan. Hey, <laughs> you, you'll get all the footage. But Ellie, before we get out of here, I just want to quickly say, long time coming. Mm-hmm. I am honored to be here with you, sister lady. Oh, goodness. Facts. I'm honored. Um, I don't want this to be the last time that I come. Oh, for sure. We talked about a lot of things, but let's we'll talk about it off of here. But so very happy. Um, Hyphen, thank you so much. Um, Tariq, everybody, the whole Hyphen family, thank you so much. Um, Milwaukee, stand up. Be yourself. Be resilient. Don't be afraid to dream. The minute you stop dreaming unfriend me don't call me no more <laughs> seriously don't even look my don't even look my direction because that's what keeps me alive in my dreams and i'm sure they'll hope the same for you so let's just keep on let's keep on pushing the envelope with this milwaukee music scene this milwaukee hip-hop this art scene let's keep on going let's make it happen shouts out to suede tracks shouts out to my mother diana shouts out to my brother speech for making this possible shouts out to steve strickland I did not mention that brother oh my goodness yeah we can't mention we can't forget strick when we yeah. talked about people that have paved the way along with that brother been touring with master ace the last 20 years so shouts out to steve strickland as well yeah. aka stricky love and strick is a perfect example of how you can work your you can be a fireman <laughs> work your daily job and then go and literally burn the stage down literally they call him for a while. We call him the notorious EMT. Right, right. I mean, Strick is Strick is one of those artists too. You can't really talk about him without connecting him to the foundation of what makes the city great musically. Absolutely. So, yeah. Shouts out to King Kamazi as well, my oh, bandmate sure. from college. Oh, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of artists. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We There's could we could so talk many. all day. We could just start naming hint, people. Hint, you got... hint, hint. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 